Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word today. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you are in our midst, walking up and down these aisles, ministering to your people today. Lord, where there's been disease, Lord, we pray healing over people's lives in the name of Jesus. Where there's been a discouragement, we prophesy and declare supernatural divine encouragement into the souls of these people. And we give you praise for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. amen. Psalms 55. You may be seated. Look at verse uh, 22. We're doing a series on stress-free living. And uh, the first two C's that we've looked at for stress-free living is number one, cast your burden over on the Lord. Amen? And of course our scripture is uh, coming up there in Psalms 55 and verse 22. It says, cast your burden upon the Lord and what will he do? He will sustain you. He will keep you. Amen. Amen. Thank God for his keeping power. Even when you've fallen, he'll lift you up and he'll raise you up. And he'll restore you. And so he will sustain us. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And then the second C we looked at was come to him and commune with him. Coming to him and communing with him. There's just something about his presence and the saturation of his glory in your life that just removes stress right out of you. Amen? Amen. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, recreation, blessed quiet, ease for your souls, refreshment. Now this morning we're going to look at the third C, and that is close the door on all triggers of stress. Close the door on all triggers of stress. Uh, One person said this, getting stress out of your life takes more than prayer alone. You must take action to make changes and stop doing whatever it is that's causing the stress. Now the top seven stresses in life are number one, people's jobs, two, money. How many of you know that debt can bring stress? Well, I've got a word for you, for you, fresh from the throne of heaven. I'm smiling. Look at Matthew 5 and notice with me in verse 7. Matthew 5, actually verse 30, excuse me. Matthew 5 and verse 30. Um, it says uh, here, if your right hand offends you, do what? All right, and cast it from thee. Okay, well, here's the word. If your credit card offends you, cut it up and cast it far from you. I think enough said right there. (laughs) The third stressor in life that people experience is health. You know, when, when people's health goes south, if you will, um, it's very, very difficult to keep your head above the circumstances and to keep your head above the pain. Now, there is the Word of God that will enable you to do that, but it's going to take some effort on your part to keep your spirit strengthened, to keep your mind renewed, so that you stop considering what's going on in your physical body and you consider what God's Word says. 
He said over there in Proverbs, he said, My son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they, my words, are life to those that find them. And God's word is not like medicine. God's word is medicine. Oh, to all your flesh. Amen? And then a, a fourth thing that, that can create stress in people's life is relationships. Relationships. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33, here's another verse of scripture that's important for us to remember. And I believe it's the amplified version that I'll be reading. It says, do not be deceived. So the first thing we see then, it's possible for us to be deceived. It's possible for us to be misled. He says, evil companionships, communion, that's closeness, associations, corrupt and depraved good manners and morals and character. Now, it is true that some folks can just add stress to your life with all of their issues. And so what we need to do then is we need to make sure that we close the door on those types of relationships, those types of triggers that bring stress into our life. Now, if it's your husband, I'm sorry, you've got to do something else. <laughs> but there are some people that you can just not invite into the inner circle of your life. And so we've got to use wisdom on who we allow into our life. Complainers and whiners and negative people, quite frankly, can affect you in a negative way. And there's more than enough negativity to go around than adding to it with some bum relationships. In Proverbs 4, he says, protect, keep your spirit. Uh, verse 23, keep your spirit, protect your spirit with all diligence. In other words, be disciplined about this. For out of it flow the issues of life. And then number six, number five, another thing that can create stress in our lives is a poor diet. Okay? And I'm not going to meddle on that one, but everyone knows what they need to be doing with their physical body and the kind of fuel you're putting in it. You put bad fuel in your body, bad things, you know, are likely to happen. So put the good fuel in your body. Amen? Drink some water. Eat some vegetables. Have some brown rice. Have a little Ben and Jerry's Cherries Garcia. <laughs> Can I get a witness on the front row over there? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to stop. Number six, media overload. Remember last week we talked a little bit about it's, it's, it's so easy to become overly connected. Yeah. Connected to the wrong thing, connected to the wrong people, places, and things, and even media overload. I understand now, it's just on radio the other day, that they're looking at doing something called, you know how they do breathalyzing for people that are drinking in the car? Yeah. They're looking at doing textualizing, <laughs> which I think is a really good idea. Yeah. You know, stop them. Have you been texting? Okay, here it is. $50 to Heart of the Bay. Hallelujah. <laughs> Media overload. And then, number seven, a lack of sleep. How many of you know that he gives his beloved what? He gives his beloved sleep. It, it, it's just so good to put your head on a pillow and have a great night's sleep. Hallelujah. Somebody says, yeah, but I, I, I need to stay up. I'm an intercessor. No, no, no. Go to bed. That's wrong thinking. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm called to pray all night. Well, you know, if you're called to pray all night, you better be getting some sleep during the day. Amen? So all I'm saying is this, is take a look at some of those things. And ask yourselves, are there any adjustments that I can make uh, to get rid of this kind of stress in my life? In Hebrews chapter 12, notice with me in verse 2. Hebrews, the second, uh, the 12th chapter. And uh, actually, I think it's verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Praise his name. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Too blessed to be stressed. Hallelujah. Not worried. Not fearful. Not intimidated. But full of faith. Full of the revelation of the Father's love for me. Hebrews chapter 12, notice verse 1. I want this to read this, this one together. Ready? Read. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses... Let us lay aside every weight. Now stop right there. The Amplified says, let us strip off, let us throw aside every encumbrance and unnecessary weight. Unnecessary weights. What do weights do? Weights weigh you down. Weigh you down, right? Okay? And so he says... To lay aside those weights. Not necessarily um, sin. Of course, if there's sin in our life, we need to get rid of it. We need to do more than lay it aside. Amen? You know, some, some people say, well, I'm, I'm overcoming sin. What does that mean? That you're committing adultery three times a month rather than six times? You know, I'm, I'm well, never mind. That's, just delete that, would you? God is good. All the time. But weights, those things that are not necessary. Those, those things that, that, that weigh, weigh you down. Um, I, and, I, and I've written in my notes a few of the weights that people could do well if they would just get rid of in their life. Here's one. Get rid of the weight of rejection. That's a weight, man. I mean, trying to please people and trying to get people's approval can be exhausting and extremely stressful. Lay that aside. And then pick up the revelation that you are the accepted in the beloved. God makes no rejects. He only makes accepts. Hallelujah. I'm accepted in the beloved. And I, I, and I love for everyone to love me and to like me. But the truth of the matter is, that is unrealistic. You know, if the world hated you, I mean, if the world hated Jesus, some of them may not like you. But you just go about your business as a child of the king. You keep your shoulders back. You do your very best, best to please him. Hallelujah. And in pleasing him, you will be 
free from stress. And you don't have to have an attitude or try to get back to people that don't like you or talk about you. You don't have to overcome evil with good. You don't have to overcome evil with evil. You can overcome evil with good. That's Romans 12, 21. Let's look over that verse. Romans 12, 21. Lay aside the weight of rejection. Close the door on it. Now the devil will try to sow that into your mind and into your thinking. And that is why you've got to cast those things down. Be not overcome of what? Evil. But what do we do? We overcome evil with good. Now here's another weight that people need to lay aside and to get rid of. The weight of guilt and condemnation. The weight of guilt and condemnation of the past. Joyce Meyer says this. She says, no matter what has happened to you in the past, or what is going on in your life right now, it has no power to keep you from having an amazingly good future. That sounds like Joyce, doesn't it? The thing I like about Joyce, she just makes it plain. Oh, and amazingly, everyone say, I'm having an amazingly good future. She further said, if you will walk by faith in God, God loves you. He wants you to live with victory over sin so you can possess his promises for your life today. Lay aside the weights. Get rid of it. Close the door. Say no mas. Say no more. No more to you, devil. No more lies. No more thinking on your thoughts. Now, the next weight we want to look at is the weight of being overly committed. Now, I believe in being faithful. How about you? The Bible says that a faithful man shall abound with blessings. I believe in being faithful in the house of God. Amen? But here's what we need to remember. There are so many awesome, good things that you can say yes to. Are there not? I mean, from PTA to this committee and that committee. I mean, and I'm not even talking inside the church. I'm talking about outside the church. There's, there's, there's so many opportunities for volunteerism, and they're good. But you need to be led by the Spirit of God where God has fit you. And what he wants you to do. Listen to this quote. Learn to say no to the good so you can say yes to the best. Say that to me. I will learn to say no to the good so that I can say yes to the best. Amen. Now, one of one of the things that um, can create stress in a person's life is unauthorized expenditures unauthorized expenditures. And when I'm talking about expenditures, I'm not only talking about money, but I'm talking about unauthorized. What do you mean unauthorized? Basically, God's just not in it. He may be in it for someone else, but he's not necessarily in it for you. Amen? You know, recently I got a call from a minister friend the other day, and, and uh, you know, the, uh, there's a, a wonderful ministerial organization starting up, and it's awesome and it's great. Um, and, you know, being a person that's been around for a while, like, I'm not a fossil, but I've been here for a while. Uh, you know, people, you know, want you on board and they want you to, you know, 
you know, serve along with them. And I think that's wonderful and that's good, but I just know right, right down in my spirit that it's not the right thing for me. Does that mean it's wrong? No, it's just not right for me. And so you've got to determine those things in your own spirit. For as many as are led, for as many as are led by their head, for as many as are led by opportunity, no, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And the Spirit of God will always lead you in the pathway of peace. When you're following after His plan for your life, even though things may come against you, hey, the peace of God that passes understanding, it will keep you. It will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So unauthorized expenditures, not just of money, but unauthorized expenditures of time. You know, I'm on a budget right now. And uh, not a money budget. But I'm on a budget of my time. I'm on a budget of my energy. My time and my energy is extremely important. Because I have less time than Jonathan does. Jonathan's 31 years old, right? 34 years old. I'm 65. I'll be 66. So I don't know how many days I have left. It's in the thousands. I mean, it'd be up there. It's up there. But I cannot attach myself to things that will drain me in my soul. I cannot attach myself to things that will deplete my energy. Because I know what God has called me to do. And in order for me to do my very best in what he has enabled me to do, I've got to make sure that I close these doors on unauthorized expenditures. And you're the same way. Your time is important. Your energy is important. Hallelujah. And then this even gets over into the area of finances. Well, you know, I, I just, I want to do that. I want to do this. But what are you getting down here? If you go out and spend things that are not authorized, when it comes time to spend things that are authorized, you may not have it. So the next seed we want to look at today is confess. Confess. You close the doors, and then you just confess Thank God I've cast my burden over on the Lord. And here's what you confess. I don't have a care. I am carefree. You may feel fear coming at you from the outside. Your soul may be bombarded. But if you will fight the good fight of faith and hold fast to the confession of your faith. Mr. Devil, I don't have that care. My Heavenly Father's got that care. Say it with me real strong, everybody. I don't. I don't have a care. Whoa, glory to God. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. You ready to get after it this morning? Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. 
2 Timothy 1.7 says, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind. Pull it up in the Amplified, if you will. This is what is so important. Another C that popped out at me this morning is choose. You've got to choose the right thoughts over the wrong thoughts. And that's a whole sermon right there. But in the Amplified Version, um, it says that you have, instead of a spirit of fear, you have a calm and well-balanced mind of discipline and self-control. Say with me, I have a calm, well-balanced, disciplined soul. It is well with my soul. I'm full of the peace of God that passes all understanding. Hallelujah. I've been listening to Ricky Edwards last night. Man, that guy is happy. He dances and shouts and runs and laughs. He sounds like a laughing box. But that's where my hallelujah came from. So here's what we're saying. Don't take this too lightly. Confess. Say it. Declare it. You can have what you say, Jesus said. In 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it is the will of God for your soul to be kept intact Mm -hmm. until he returns. May the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. In other words, separate you from profane things. Separate you from stress-filled things. May the very God of peace, God of peace, sanctify you wholly. And he says, may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless. In other words, may you be kept intact. That is my prayer for you on a regular basis. Lord, keep us. Keep us spirit soul and body. May they be kept intact until the trumpet sounds. And you know the trumpet is going to sound. So for the rest of our lesson, I want to work around this thought. Knowing how your Father sees you and confessing who you are in Christ is a major key to living a stress-free life. And you must find the scriptures for yourself and meditate them upon them for yourself. Now, over 18 times in the word of God, Jesus said, I am, I am. Okay, what did Jesus say he was? Anybody got an I am for me? Jesus said, I am the way. Linnell said, I am the what? Good shepherd. Raul says, I am the door. I am, oh, that'll preach right there. I am the resurrection. And I am the life. Anyone else? I'm the bread of life. I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. Over 18 times. He had no identity crisis going on in his life. <laughs> I just got to, Pastor, I just got to, I got I to gotta, I gotta find out who I am. Yeah? Okay. Here. Are you a Christian? Well, yeah, but I'm in a, I'm in a midlife crisis. Your circumstances didn't create that midlife crisis. You did. 
by believing it and saying it and acting on it. Now, when I turned about 50, I, 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 I never, ever said I'm in a midlife crisis. Here's what I'm saying. I'm in a midlife revival. That's right. Say with me, I'm in a midlife. I'm in a midlife revival. So I am, I am, I am, I am over and over and over again. And so as a result, he was not under pressure. Pressure came his way, but he kept the pressure off of him because he knew who he was and whose he was, and he knew ultimately where he would go, and then he would ascend. Amen. You see him briefly yielding to that pressure just a little bit in the Garden of Gethsemane. But you know what? He immediately put it under. He said, not my will. Oh, come on. Not my will. But your will be done. And so in Philemon verse 6, look at that verse of scripture. Say with me, I've cast my burden on the Lord. I'm coming to him. I'm closing all the doors. I'm confessing who I am, and I am choosing the right thoughts. In, the, in Philemon, and in verse 6, I'll go ahead and quote it to you. You may want to find it in your Bible. Philemon, verse 6 says, that the communication of thy faith, everyone here has faith. But your faith will not do you any good unless you communicate it. Don't let that go over your head. The communication of thy faith may become effectual or divinely energized by the acknowledging, the owning up to, the confessing, the declaration of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Woo! Acknowledge, confess who you are in Christ. Charles Capp says faith-filled words will put you over. Fear-filled words will defeat you. Words are the most powerful thing in the universe. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You know, faith comes when you hear yourself quoting and speaking and saying the things that God has said. So you ready to do a little work this morning? You ready to do just a little work? We got about 10, 15 minutes left in this service. We're going to take the balance of this time and we're going to look at some scriptures and then we're going to own up to it. Okay. All right. We're going to own it. We're going to confess it. We're going to grasp it. We believe it. We receive it and we shall have it. Amen. So let's, let's start over in the, in the book of second Corinthians and notice with me in chapter five. And we're going to look at a couple of verses here. 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, and the 17th verse. Praise the Lord. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Thank you, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, are you in Christ? Yeah. He is, what? A new he is a new creature. Old things are hanging around. No, old things, hey, old things are passed away. Glory to God. 
Amen. You are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Put that old man in the casket and slam it shut. And if there's any movement in there, you just say, stay down there, dead man. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. Now say it with me with your right hand lifted to the Lord and say, I am a new creation. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old is passed away. The old is done away with. And today's a brand new day. Now notice in verse 21 of the same chapter. Confess. Confess. Choose God's thoughts over your own thoughts. Amen? Amen? Because your own thoughts can be susceptible to the enemy's thoughts. Right? So choose God's ways, God's thoughts over any other thoughts. In 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21, notice this verse with me. For he, God, made Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made, what? You have been made the righteousness of God in him. Just like when you were born into this earth, you were either made a female or a male. You've been made the righteousness. Of God in Him. Now raise your right hand again to the Lord and say, Thank you, Father, that I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have right standing with God. Thank you, Lord. What kind of righteousness is this? This is first class righteousness. God doesn't have any second class citizens. Amen? There's no one in this auditorium that's better than anyone else. We all have the same status in Christ. Amen? So stop comparing yourself with what they have and what you don't have and what they're doing and what you're not doing. Just be yourself and know that you have right standing with God and He's got a plan and a purpose for your life and you're going to fulfill it for the glory of God. That'll keep you happy, Peppy. It'll keep you happy. I mean, being in your own lane and being the person God's made you to be. I'm glad Pastor Tom is who he is. Amen. Hmm, thank you, Lord. This too brings peace into your life. It brings peace. Uh-huh. Being in your own lane and being in the lane that God's called, man, there's nothing like it. The peace of God. All right, you ready to continue? Let's look at a few more. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Confess these regularly. Over the process of this year, I've given the congregation two things to do. I hope you're doing them on a regular basis. Number one, we passed out those prayers that you can pray for yourself regularly. Amen? And then number two, we handed out the sheet saying the same thing. And so I hope you're doing that regularly. Gloria Copeland said years ago, she says, inconsistency. In other words, when you are consistent, therein lies the power. That's powerful right there. 
You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to, to pray one day, but it's better to pray regularly. It's one thing to declare what God's Word says when you're under it or when pressure comes your way. But it's another thing to confess God's Word when everything's okay. I think it was David Ingalls that said this years ago. He says, if your mouth will feed your heart faith when you don't need it, when seemingly everything is going good, your heart will feed your mouth faith when you do. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaketh. Amen! Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Notice this with me. For we are his workmanship created, notice this phrase, in Christ. Under good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Now, notice with me in the Amplified Version, I believe it says this. We are his masterpiece, or we are the very handiwork of God. Hallelujah. You're a piece of the master himself. You are a poem, if you will. You are a masterpiece. You are more precious than Michelangelo's most wonderful, wonderful sketches and pieces of art. You're a piece of art. I know some of you don't believe that, though. You've got to believe it and confess it to have it. So raise your right hand to the Lord and say, I am. I am. I am his workmanship. I am his masterpiece. And I have the mind of Christ. And the wisdom of God, it is formed within me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you put all of us together. For your plan and your purposes. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6. Ephesians the first chapter in the sixth verse. Amen. Ephesians 1 6 says to the praise of his glory. Wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Declare it strong with me now. I am, I am not, a reject, not a reject. But I am greatly loved. And I'm highly favored by my good, good father. I am accepted in the beloved. And then go quickly over to Romans chapter 8 and verse 17. Romans the 8th chapter and the 17th verse. Ah, let's let the word of Christ dwell in us richly this morning. Romans 8 verse 17. It says, and if children, heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Jesus, if so be that we suffer with him, we may be also glorified. So declare this with me. I am a child of God. I am an heir of God. And I am, I'm a joint heir with Jesus himself. For I've been raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I have, you have, joint seating with him. And Jesus said, all that the Father has is mine. And all that he has is in you because you are in Christ and Christ is in you. Thank you, Lord. 
All that the Father has is yours. And then turn with me to Psalm 107. And notice with me in verse 2. Psalm 107, verse 2. Psalm 107 in verse 2. Have we got any people in this house that are redeemed? Psalm 107 verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord... Let the redeemed of the Lord what? Let the redeemed of the Lord what? Let him say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So let's raise our hands up toward the Lord and say, Thank you, Lord, that you are my Redeemer. You continuously redeem my life from destruction. For you redeemed me from the curse of the law. And I'm living in and I'm walking in the blessings of God because I have been, I've been redeemed. I've been set free from all stress. I'm living in my redemptive rights. Say it again strong. I am redeemed. And then quickly turn over to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. Colossians, the first chapter, the 13th verse. Colossians 1.13 says this. Who has, not going to, not if you're good enough, no, he has delivered you already from the power of darkness and has translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. So what do you say to that? Say it with me. I am, I am delivered, delivered from the power of darkness, power of darkness and I've been translated into the kingdom, into the kingdom of, his dear son. of his dear son. Say this with me. According to Deuteronomy 28... I am the head. I'm not the tail. I am above. And I'm not beneath. I am blessed in the city. And I am blessed in the field. So here it is. The more that I build these truths in my life, the more anointing and power is going to be released. Because the anointing is already in the word. And you take that anointing that's in the Word, and you mix faith with it, with the unction that you have on the inside of you, I'm telling you, power will be released. And these truths will keep you free from stress. So stand up, and we're going to close this series by making some good, strong declarations. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask Pastor Tom to come to the piano. We've got a few moments here. and. And uh, we're going to just thank God and worship God. Stand up and let's declare these things together. I am the body of Christ, and the devil has no power over me. For I overcome evil with good. I am born of God, and I have world-overcoming faith residing on the inside of me. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I declare this day that I am carefree for I have cast my burden on the Lord. 
I thank you, Father, that you care for me. Today I declare that I am more, more than, more than, more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror, through him that loves me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the word of God that's gone forth over these past few weeks. May it lodge deep within our spirit. Holy Spirit, bring it to us. Bring it to us. Bring these truths to us as you do so well. And may the truth rise up on the inside of us. And may we be people that act on and do your word. And we give you praise for it, Lord. In the name of Jesus.